Hey, my breath stinks, guys. She just told me. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm sitting across the she room. She started from the her. music, and I was like, I can smell my breath. <laughs> that's that's not not a good thing. I thought about that earlier today. I was like, we were in a meeting with mm-hmm. one of our friends, and he was sitting next to me, and I was like, Gosh, I hope my breath doesn't smell. I don't think about it as often as I should because I know when Matt tells me my breath smells, he doesn't say it in a nice way, but <laughs> he says, your breath is kicking. <laughs> mm, that's a nice way of putting it. Kicking. <laughs> yeah, he calls there. it a dragon breath. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, no, um, I finally discovered like, because I'm on this clean trend of like trying to find non-toxic things in uh, my life. Yeah. And so... I got the Tom's mouthwash and it actually like works. Yeah. It's not one I of those u- clean products use, that suck. Mm-hmm. I used to use it, but I like it. I don't it. know. I didn't love you it. You didn't love it? I'm, I'm a big fan currently. I won't use like Crest. It burns my mouth. Like actually burns. So I, when I went to the dentist, they said like, make sure you're using a mouthwash that doesn't have alcohol in it. Yeah. And I looked at the Listerine that we use and it's like, all alcohol no. so that's why it burns so much so you have to get the alcohol free one and mm. it doesn't burn at all oh that's good to know so i that's what i've been doing is the alcohol free welcome to our podcast where we talk about where dentist we talk things. about dental things are we not are we dentists no or no but i'm telling you what my dentist told me so i'm going later this week that's fun <sighs> i'm so not looking forward to it <laughs> i want to get my teeth whitened i'm not afraid of the dentist i just don't care to go like it's not on my number one list yeah. of things now that I, I like enjoy. My dentist. Yeah. I found a good You have one. a good looking dentist, he's, apparently. He's, a, he's an attractive That's man. That's always a win. I know. Because you got to <laughs> stare at them anyway, so. They're like just, but then they have to look at my teeth and my That's teeth aren't true. great, so. I hate when they talk to you. Oh, yeah. I hate when they talk to you and they have tools in your mouth. Like I've decided. Usually they're pretty good about not asking you questions when you're when they're digging really? in there mine are mine are not they're like so where do you go to school i'm like i'm not in school <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually an adult but thank you anywho what is this podcast about <laughs> this is a podcast for teachers not dentists so if you're a dentist you can log off now i'm just no, kidding stay <laughs> welcome tell us that we're wrong <laughs> yeah. they're like you know what i'm gonna make a podcast for dentists yes. i'm like do it i Den- dare you Den- dental tell us your grossest no don't i don't want to hear it mouths what, are what freaky. would a what would a title for a dentist uh podcast be dent dental divas oh <laughs> that's okay I mean, i'm whatever that's our next podcast yeah if we ever become dentists let's in another it. life let's do it that's not for me nah. i'm gonna I'm a stick to teaching okay welcome to teachers talk hi where we talk about teacher things usually most of the time Except not this now. time <laughs> and my name is taylor i am skylar at sky skylar at sky skylar most of the time some of the times you're miss Morois. yeah i'm usually miss Morois. <laughs> it's funny when i babysit and they call me miss Morois because I, I don't think twice about it but then when i'm out in public and they're like miss Morois, i'm like i'm this sure to other people that sounds kind of odd that a child is calling me yeah miss whatever i thought about that at 
the zoo when we were there in dc mm. i was like hmm. and cc was like miss Bryce, yeah <laughs> i also forgot i have makeup on and i just wiped my face so fun, 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 fun. we're on a really good start we're starting off strong i hope you guys are enjoying it so far i hope you've learned a lot we've uncovered many things thus far <laughs> clearly but no, today we're actually going to continue our conversation from last time. Yeah. I'm Skylar, excited. do you what? remember what we were talking about? Um, <laughs> I'm putting you, you on the spot. We're talking about a book that yes. you read yes. that you enjoyed a lot. I did. It's called Lost at School. When you won. That was what I was looking for. Good That's job. all you wanted for me? Yeah, 10 out of cool. 10. Unless I you wanted to say I more. I could have done more. Okay, little, okay. At least a keep going, bit. keep going. It's about um, how to identify those skills that students are lacking. Are um, they academic skills all of the time? Not all the time. Those skills are not always academic. <laughs> sometimes they're behavior and sometimes they're social emotional and all that good, good, good stuff. Nice job. Thank you. High Very five. Proud. <laughs> Thanks for clapping. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope that picked up. <laughs> um yeah so today we're going to continue our conversation on the book lost at school by ross w green and this is why our kids with behavioral challenges are falling through the cracks and how we can help them love it and the last time we talked we talked about um if i can scroll up step one in this cps model which is conducting an alsup or an assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems so basically all we've covered thus far is like hey, you've identified a challenging behavior and now you've taken this discussion guide or an ALSUP and you've sat down with your corresponding teacher or teachers and you've walked through this list as like a discussion guide to figure out what a child needs help in and where. And you've gotten super specific, you've narrowed it down, you might have a long list, but you're going to prioritize it and do anything that concerns safety first. I don't think I even mentioned that last time. Mm. If safety is, I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. If safety is not an issue, then you can address um, a behavior that's occurring all the time, especially if it's like driving you bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after frequency, it's like severity or like affecting other people. Mm. So you are going to choose one of the said unsolved problems, and then you're going to conduct what is known as plan. B. So today, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes? Or a hamburger meat. What about like... What's our, what's what our about, visual? What's our, what's our vegan option here? Um, <laughs> the Impossible Burger. The Impossible Burger? Okay. <laughs> Tofu? Got it. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Got to reach all parties. <laughs> Anywho. All audiences. Yeah. We're going to get to the nitty gritty. That's a good vegan option. There you go. <laughs> nitty gritty. <laughs> um, so plan B basically is step two in this big process and like I said before I'm gonna post the um visual that I've made because I am a visual learner and yes lord knows I need it to be able to understand this but Mm -hmm. this is step two in the process and then within this there are several steps within it and it's pretty specific so um yeah (laughs) (laughs) like basically the book says like if you stray from doing this in sequential order, like it can cause problems later. Okay. So it's not necessarily something that you can like jump around in. Mm-hmm. And if you do miss a step, like obviously you can go back and do it again. And these are the steps within plan B? Correct. Okay. Yeah. 
So, um, and on that, like, just so we're super clear, like, you're not going to get this perfect the first time you try it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everything is a learning opportunity and mistakes are okay. <laughs> yes. We've said all that before. Uh, and are, I don't know, if, are you planning on doing it? Can you just go over plan A again? Oh that yeah, that's like? a good point. Because there's like plan A, B, and C and we you talked about plan A and how you should, mm -hmm. shouldn't do plan A, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. So after you've kind of conducted that ALSUP with your co-teachers, there's three basically ways that you could go mm -hmm. plan a is when you impose a uh what's the word i'm looking for punishment punishment or, thank yeah. you on a child that's an adult imposed punishment mm -hmm. basically saying like oh i've decided that because you didn't do your homework you're not going to miss recess or because you ran down the hallways i've decided that you're not going to go do laps around the playground mm -hmm. whereas plan b is you're working together with the student to come up with a plan mm -hmm. that is beneficial for both of you you can mutually agree and you can both execute the plan gotcha. and then plan c is when you kind of set aside a problem temporarily to address like a bigger issue at hand okay thank you you're welcome that was good just for you all that so was that very smart you can follow along so then we're going to narrow down on plan b so that middle one mm. The first step in plan B is called the empathy step. So this is where I saw a lot of um, correlation to like love and logic. It yeah. felt like here And the goal in this step is to achieve the best possible possible understanding of what is making it hard for a kid to meet an expectation. Mm. So kids are accustomed to having their concerns dismissed. I'm guilty of this. I'm sure most teachers can say that they're guilty of dismissing a child's concerns oh, like yeah. I don't have friends I'm like you can deal with it e yeah figure it out kind of thing yeah. like they're gonna be your friend again it's okay you mm -hmm. know or they're really in, like involved in a video game or what have you a phone conversation and we're like nope stop drop it's done yeah we're and we don't take their feelings into consideration mm -hmm. and the thing is if kids aren't heard they'll have little buy-in in this process so relationships are everything. If you don't have a relationship with a child, the odds of plan B working are probably slim to none. Yeah. Especially if you've pushed them off for as long as the school year has yes. been going on. Yeah. So don't assume that you know why they're behaving in a particular way. We addressed that in part one. Mm. Like your theories are irrelevant here and they're probably wrong. Yeah. So you need to set aside your prejudices and learn from the child prodigious prejudices did Is i say right? it bad i don't know oh okay it just sounds funny when it's plural prejudice prejudices you were definitely right i just in my brain i was like hmm. see now i'm second guessing myself because i'm not sure if that's a word prejudices Pre come on is it right prejudice yeah you're prejud <laughs> gosh <laughs> no we can't speak we're done goodbye no, I everybody think i think you're right i think you're right i just i see it and it's plural the same way you just said it but uh, okay plural i want to hear it pronounced can you click on it pronunciation <clears throat> ready for this ready loud and clear 
prejudices. Yes. You got it. Prejudices. You're okay, right. good. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so put yourself in the scene, right? Like you and the child are in a meeting together. Okay. Best off if it's just you and the child. Mm-hmm. Like you're not involving parents necessarily here. You're not involving admin beca- because the issue is between you and a child. <clears throat> so you start by saying, like, you start this little meeting by saying, I've noticed that. And you end by saying, what's up? Like, what's going on here? What's up? So I, when I that. read that, I was like, that's so informal. But when yeah. they put it into context, I was like, okay, okay, that's fine. I can just hear like coach saying like, what's up? <laughs> right, exactly. So the example that the author provides is, I've noticed that it's been difficult for you to come back into the classroom after recess. What's up? Mm, okay. So you see what I mean? Yeah. It sounds informal out of context, but yeah. when you put it in, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Again, just to be clear, do not include the challenging behavior, which would look like I've noticed that you get really mad and say disrespectful things when I make you come in from recess. Do you see the difference? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I've noticed it's difficult for you to come back into the classroom after recess. Like what? What's going on? Yeah. There's no like. I'm not pinpointing. Yeah. You're not pinpointing the issue of you say disrespectful things. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Slight difference, but very, very important because if you say the latter one, then they're probably going to get PO'd and yeah. ignore you and be like, I don't need this, Mm-mm. especially with o- older kids. Mm. So, yeah, um, this is why it's so important to take time on the ALSUP and make sure that you've set yourself up for success for this meeting. Okay. And that's so. really pinpointing <clears throat> the behavior pretty much, right? That the unsolved problems the unsolved so, problem yeah. yeah 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 so now you say your line i've noticed it's difficult for you to come back into the classroom after recess what's up the student's going to do one of five things mm. <laughs> which like good on them for narrowing down like all the possibilities into yeah. like five scenarios yep so first thing the student could do is say something which is kind of like the ideal mm-hmm. like you want them to talk to you this is all about relationship building mm-hmm. Second, they could say nothing mm-hmm. or the one that we tend to get the most, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> or three, the student says, I don't have a problem with that or I don't care. Oh, gosh. Both of which are <sighs> triggers. No, no, no tanks. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> right. Four, the student says, I don't want to talk about that right now. If and when they say that, please be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. And you need to prompt them with something like, okay, that's fine. No worries. What time works best for you and provide options. Gotcha. So, hey, I'm available at lunch after school or tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Don't let them necessarily get out of the conversation. Yeah. Be persistent. But again, give them options, but don't force them to talk to you because you're going to get nothing in return. And you're also going to make that worse. I feel like by yeah. like, like you said, it's hard enough for them to think of the feelings and emotions that they have, but to like force them to probe. Yeah. To say it right then and there would make even the relationship that much worse as well. Right. I think of like, um, when someone's being interrogated, mm-hmm. like they're not going to talk to you if you're like, speak to me. Yeah. Like yelling at them. No. <laughs> And then 
The fifth thing that the student could do after you say what's up is become defensive or say something like, I don't have to talk to you Mm -hmm. or worse, which you don't want. And again, it goes back to your relationship that you have with a child. If Mm -hmm. your relationship is awful, they're probably going to say, I don't have to talk to you or I don't want to talk to you. And if you're curious and curious, (laughs) you're curious, if you're curious, if you're curious on how to build that relationship, you are more than welcome to go listen to our episode on building yeah. relationships. I was just going to go look up. I like episode that episode that a lot. I do enjoy that episode because I feel like you and I talk about how that's one of our stronger. Agreed. Suits. I agree. That we, that we wear. It's <laughs> our <laughs> relationship. That we wear. Anyway, keep going. So, um, thus far in the meeting, you have stated, I've noticed that blah 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 what's up the student has responded in some form okay okay your goal is to get answers to what's going on so if the child says for example like i don't know or nothing or they just start speaking and you need more answers you're going to want to probe so kind of like interrogating but in the like a nicer way calmest (laughs) and less the least aggressive way possible. Okay. So the initial response that the child gives to you is unlikely to provide the clearest possible understanding of what's making it difficult for them to meet the expectation that you're discussing. Mm. So you'll have to probe, right? The author is really good about providing teachers tricks on how to probe. Okay. Kind of like professionally. Cool. So there's what he calls eight drilling strategies yes. to help get more information. Big fan. Which I really liked because it's stuff that we're already doing for mm-hmm. the most part, but it's nice to have it like set again. Yeah. So one thing that you can do to get more answers is reflective listening combined with clarifying statements. So that's just you really listening and then just repeating back basically what they've said or saying like, how so? Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand. Can you say more about that? So an example would be, hey, Skylar, I've noticed that you're having difficulty sitting next to Sally during choice time. What's up? And then you would say, well, he talks too much or she talks too much. And I would say as a teacher, okay, he talks too much. Can you say more about that? Mm -hmm. And then kind of like get some more answers out of there. Did you say coach read this book? Yes, coach did. Did you see him do this? Yeah, because at the end of the year we had um, a bullying issue or Mm. what we thought was a bullying issue and he took over kind of the interrogation aspect of it Mm -hmm. but I was there and he wanted me to talk if I could you know right like ask questions and stuff and so he I noticed would like use this one especially he would repeat what the student said and then ask like further questions about it did it work um I mean it's hard to say it because the student that we thought was doing the bullying wasn't doing any mm-hmm. bullying and it was a matter of right. the other student lying about it but yes i mean essentially right essentially it, it came that was. yeah that that we were look that we were interrogating i hate to right. use that word but interrogating yeah. that's what you're doing <laughs> right so yeah that's good i'm yeah. glad that you got to see this in action i'm glad that he was practicing it because the author says like practice makes perfect in this and you're not like I'm almost positive he brought up like these a few of these strategies with me because he was like you want to do like 
like he said, like you want to repeat back what they mm-hmm. say. You want to ask them further questions about it. So yeah, he, he's a master of it. Already. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. I want to see him in action, but yeah. I also like want to practice this myself, which is really cool. Yes. Another thing that you can do to get more information is ask about the who, what, where, or when of the unsolved problem. Obviously, like, I feel like that's a no brainer. Yeah. Like, hey, who were you with when this happened or what have you? Yeah. Where, what? Yeah. Yeah. The third thing that you could do is ask about the situational variability of the unsolved problem. So, like, you do well when you're in partners in math, but not so well in science. Mm -hmm. What's what's getting in the way in science? Stuff like that. Because things can change from subject to subject, time of day place Mm -hmm. there's so many variables so the fourth thing that you can do to get some more answers is ask the child what they're thinking in the midst of the unsolved problem so like from my understanding kind of and it's hard for even me Mm -hmm. when I'm reflecting back on a situation that's happened yeah to remember what I was thinking so I don't know if that one's gonna work yeah it might depending on the child. Mm -hmm. Another thing you could do to get more answers is breaking down the problem into its component parts. Another thing that you could do is discrepant, discrepant observation, which this is kind of like the risky thing to do. And Mm -hmm. I know personally, like I would have a hard time doing it, but this is when you make an observation that differs from what the child is saying. So our favorite thing is like, when you call a kid out for talking, they're like, I'm not talking. That's kind of like discrepant observation. Like you saw one thing and they're talking, they're saying that they're not doing it or doing another thing. It's going against what they're saying. Can you like give an example? Like if I, I don't know, I'm confused. Like if a child were to say, or if you're sitting down, you're like, Johnny, what did we say? Timothy, last time. No, what Jimothy. is his name? Jimothy, thank you. <laughs> Jimothy, I've noticed that you're having a hard time keeping still during mm-hmm. math. Yeah. What's up? And they're like, I'm not having a hard time sitting down during math. It's Johnny who's having a hard time. Mm-hmm. What have you? And you're like, oh, but actually I've noticed mm-hmm. that you tend to stand up or I don't know, next to your desk or what have you. Yeah. Going against what they're saying. Oh, okay. But I don't necessarily know how that helps you get more answers because maybe it's just like calling them out. Yeah, that's because I, I thought you meant like calling them out on the opposite of what they were doing, but you're still just telling them what you are seeing. Like Correct. it's still something that they are Correct. Yeah. doing. It's just an observation, what yeah. you're noticing. Okay. And that then does that make more sense? Yes. Yeah, that one's a little confusing. Again, like I wouldn't be good necessarily doing that one same thing with the next one Mm -hmm. it's tabling one concern and asking for more concerns okay so like during this time the child is supposed to be like unleashing all of their concerns Mm -hmm. right like I can't sit still because my legs are wiggly and I feel like I need to stand up or I can't sit next to Sally because Mm -hmm. I am so tempted to talk to her and she's one of my best friends and blah 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 they're unleashing how they feel okay and so that's Step seven or like the way to probe part seven (laughs) is saying like table one thing and ask for more. But that's to me personally, that can get confusing and can lead your conversation out of context, which I don't think is a good idea. I think you need to stick with one unsolved problem and get as much information as you can Mm. about that one thing and then move on later. 
Gotcha. Personal opinion. But my favorite one is step eight, which is summarizing. Mm. So just like the first part, it's restating what the child has said. Mm -hmm. Like if you've completely zoned me out in the last two minutes, biggest thing to take away in the empathy step is listen to the child's concerns. This is when they're telling you what's wrong and you need to actually listen to them and respect them as a human being and get as much information as you can Mm -hmm. because you don't necessarily know what's happening in their mind or in their life or in their day or what have you Mm -hmm. listen to them repeat what they have said and make sure there's no more concerns left on the table yeah so that's one way that you wrap it all up you're like okay let me repeat this and then do you want me to give you an example i actually summarizing or just all, of like, like the whole shindig. Sure. If okay. There's like a whole so thing. this is on page 80. Okay. So this is like a big long encounter that's been happening. So they sit down for plan B. Sorry, David just looked at me <laughs> in the window. He's like asking if he can come in. And I just gave him the no. No, get out of here, David. <laughs> it's like not allowed. Do not open that door because the dogs <laughs> will run in. Um, okay. So summarizing. Do you no, I can't pass you the book. I'll just I'll play both parts. Okay. But I'll read who's who. Make a funny voice. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so this is the teacher. I've noticed that you've been having difficulty getting started on your geography project. What's up? Student says, I can't do it. Teacher, you can't do it. What do you mean? Mm. Student, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to look that stuff up. Teacher, you don't know how to look stuff up. What stuff are you having trouble looking up? Student. Plus, it's not that interesting. I got stuck with some country. I don't know how to pronounce. (laughs) Teacher. So you're not finding that country to be very interesting. What is it about that country that that's not very interesting? Student. I don't really care about that country. It's a boring country. Teacher. Now, you also said you're having trouble looking things up. Student. You usually let us work with partners on stuff like this. And now I'm on my own and I don't know how to look stuff up. Boom. There's your unsolved problem. Mm -hmm. Kids having a really hard time looking stuff up. Therefore, they're putting it off. Yeah. So the teacher says, what strategies have you been using to look things up? Student, I've just been doing web searches, but I haven't been finding anything good besides Wikipedia. And you told us to not use Wikipedia. Again, another problem, right? Like, Mm -hmm. They've tried to solve their problem, but they're not, they don't have the tools to solve it yet. Mm -hmm. Teacher says, you've had to look things up on your own for other projects, like your democracy project, and you did fine on that. What's the difference between this project and your democracy project? So they're doing the, the different situations, right? Like you didn't have a problem here, but you're having a problem now. Tell Mm -hmm. me more. Student responds with, I didn't have to do my democracy project alone. I was working with Justin on that project and he's good at looking things up. Plus, the democracy project was interesting. This mm. project is boring. Teacher, using the summarizing strategy here at the end. So let me see if I have this right. You're having difficulty working on your geography project because you're not interested in that country. And you're having trouble looking things up on your own because you haven't found much information besides what's on Wikipedia. Is there anything else making it hard for you to complete your project on this country? Student, not that I can think of. So they've basically like laid everything out on the table. Yeah. This is what I'm having a problem with and this is why. 
personally, I feel like I could do this with a second grader, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, why aren't you completing your cursive work? Mm-hmm. And then they'd be able to tell me what's going on because yeah. cursive is always like a big, a big one. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of pressure for them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically being a good listener, which I have been working really hard on this past year because I've identified that I'm not always a good listener. Yeah. Especially with students sometimes when they're like telling me these little things I'm always like oh it's gonna be fine yeah I have stuff to do (laughs) and I have to learn to take a step back and to truly listen because it's gonna help behaviors and then problem solve long term Mm -hmm. so that was step one (laughs) that was the empathy step within plan b okay then there's step two within plan b so if you're like making a little map for yourself big step one is alsup Big step two is plan B. Within st- or within plan B, there's, let's call it step 2A, the empathy step. Mm-hmm. This is step 2B, the adult concern step. You should know that your concern also matters here. And the author believes it to be important that you also share how you're feeling about certain things, the unsolved problem. So this is the part where adult considerations and concerns about the unsolved problem are addressed okay so your concern will be related to why it's important for the student to meet an expectation so you're not just like coming at them with whatever is on your mind yeah (laughs) it's you're addressing how the problem is affecting that child and or how it's affecting other people okay so this looks something like you've done the whole empathy step I think I understand My concern is you're not always going to have a partner to help you look things up. Mm, Okay. Again, like homework is a big one in my classroom. I think I understand. But my concern is that you're going to have to do this on your own later on. Mm -hmm. Right. This part is like relatively short. Yeah, I was going to say. It's It's, just kind of that like statement. Yeah. It's like, let me put my two cents in as well. Okay. To let you know how I'm feeling about this situation Mm -hmm. so that the student knows that he, they're not only affecting themselves, mm-hmm. they're impacting other people, including yourself. Like you care about this child. Yes. And you want them to do well and to be able to problem solve. So third step as I move my body mm-hmm. is the invitation step. So this is to see in the process. <laughs> and this is where the adult invites the kids to solve the problem collaboratively. And it starts with a statement. I wonder if there's a way. So here's a long example. I wonder if there's a way for us to do something about you not being very interested in this country and about the difficulty that you're having looking things up, but still make sure you get some practice at looking things up on your own. Do you have any ideas? Two things I want to point out here. One, the teacher re- like summarized everything that was discussed. Mm-hmm. They summarized what the child's concerns were. Yes. They summarized what their concerns were. And then they invited the child to say something first. Mm -hmm. If you say something, like if you say, I think we should do this, you're doing plan A. So you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Plan A of you are the one coming up with the correct punishment. You're coming up with the solution. The solution, yeah. But it's so important that you give the child the first dig at it, right? Mm -hmm. First opportunity to think of solutions. Do you have any ideas? 
they could be like, "Mm, no, let them sit there. Like, let them just sit and let it be awkward and let it go for like a minute. Yes. Because there's a good chance that the kid can think of a good solution. Mm. I have not done plan B, but I know for a fact that I have had several children solve their own problems Mm -hmm. and it's great. Is this where you can kind of bring a little bit of love and logic of like, Mm -hmm. this is what other students have done to solve this issue. But that's only after they've had time to kind of like think, think about the idea. Okay. Yep. This is a really good chance for you to read this book because Mm -hmm. it goes into like different scenarios that could happen. Right. Oh my gosh. My computer's like opening up all these apps. It kind of freaks me (laughs) out. Like it just opened up Microsoft Word. Interesting. Oh, I'm sure David's like on the iPad or something. That's probably why. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah, the book. Yes. Having different scenarios because you asked about love and logic. Yeah. Remind if, me what you said. Well, if because this would be a good point. If they can't come up with a solution themselves, that's when you would love and logic yes. and say, here's what other students have done. Would you like to hear those other options? Yes, because what they offer might not be a good solution. Yeah. Because the solution has to meet two different criteria, Mm -hmm. essentially. One, it has to be realistic, which we've talked about in Love and Logic. Mm -hmm. If it's not realistic, then it's not going to be Mm long-term. So this means that both parties can reliably perform their part of the solution. Both parties, you and the student. Yes. So if they suggest something that you hate, mm-hmm. like staying in the classroom to do their homework during recess, say no. Mm-hmm. Like say that actually isn't going to work for me because I intend to be outside during recess. Yes. Can you think of something else? Or if they can't, you can do the love and logic. Would you like to hear suggestions? Mm-hmm. And they are more than welcome to fire back and be like, actually, no, I don't like those ideas. Can we think, you know, it's, it's a conversation. This is like, an ongoing conversation. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Exactly. The second criteria of this solution is that it must be mutually satisfactory, meaning that the concerns of both parties are addressed and not just one-sided. Yes. So you're not imposing something and they're not negating your concerns as well. You must work until you've met both. <laughs> and it could be a long conversation. So be prepared for that. Yeah. But again, like I said in part one, if you are doing this up front, you're saving yourself time on the back end mm-hmm. because they're not sitting there tapping their pencil or poking Johnny or standing up and down or whatever the yeah. problem is. Um, you're going to address it right away. And the thing is that this plan might not work mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. And that's okay. Plan B always ends with the agreement to talk again if the solution doesn't go as well as you hoped. Mm. It's a continual conversation. Your relationship doesn't end when you stop the conversation. Mm -hmm. The relationship continues throughout the year and you're continuously growing, learning new things, addressing new problems. Like it's, it's just an ongoing thing. Yeah. I almost feel like this, this conversation is kind of similar to one that I had with that student at the end of the year Mm -hmm. where we came to find out and she admitted that she had been lying about being bullied and it was a home issue not a school issue and um I did have this really long it was almost probably 20-25 minute conversation with her about the issue she was having and we talked about it and you know came up with a solution and I do feel like it was pretty similar to this whole 
plan B. Right. And I'm sure that's like kind of what coach wanted yeah. of it, you it, know. And that's exactly to what happened too is when finally we got to the end of it and I told coach like she admitted that she was lying mm-hmm. about the bullying to me and he was like he gave me he gave me a high five he was like that's yeah. what you want you yeah. want her to feel comfortable to tell you that she was lying about being bullied right and she made this up because she needed something from home yes and so that was like a she very was lacking huge, a tool yes. she was lacking a tool yeah something that she needed mm-hmm. yeah I'm really glad that they all read this book because I think oh, this yeah. is going to do wonders for our school. I, I really so do. Too, and yeah. I, it's just so funny. Cause he was like, I need four more weeks or whatever. And we're mm-hmm. like, no dude, no like, uh, school's over. <laughs> but like, I understand his enthusiasm mm-hmm. because it gives you that new like solution to solving problems, yes. which is always something that we want to do as oh, teachers, yeah. right. Is like solve help problems. to solve problems and let children gain skills in problem solving because mm-hmm. shoot, like, it needs to happen. It does. I do notice when children like problem solve on their own. And I like even just at this camp, uh, I think there was a student that realized that the paper towels were gone. So they themselves went and grabbed like a paper towel thing and, and re- redid it. I was like, that's gosh. problem solving Thank at gosh. its finest. Yes. Thank you. Because yes. I'm just so used to like whatever what do I do with yeah asking or even when I babysat this weekend one of the kids dropped an entire bag of chocolate chips on the ground and rather than like kind of looking at me being like what do I do he literally just grabbed a broom and just started sweeping it himself he even sweeped it into a little heart shape (laughs) older one or younger one older come on I just he's my heart oh yeah he's it was so sweet. he's the sweetest kid ever but it was so cute because he like he swept the chocolate chips into oh. a heart and then swept it into the dustpan but even even then I was like you didn't even ask me like which like right. it was what just like it, it was just like a, oh I dropped it let me go get a broom I would love to sit down with those parents and be like tell me your philosophy like, I what want, did you do I want to I want to you should just have them on the pod I know. Like, can you walk how us through parent, how did you parent your children zero to age 12 you want to know what most of it I think is yeah not most of it that just from what I've seen they have a nightly routine every night mm-hmm. where dad or mom sits down in bed with them after they've read and they just talk about their day I think that's huge and I think that made all the difference in the world because even just in the mom was like yeah if you could just sit like even though I was the babysitter I was they wanted me to still have those conversations with them and those were like the most amazing conversations I had with them about like we talked about Italy and I talked about the culture that I experienced when Mm. I was in Siena and it was just like oh yeah they did they did some good work on these kids they really have <laughs> and it, it it like it's so simple but mm-hmm. our society forgets to slow down like just we slow really down and do talk and without phones and yes yeah. because we're just in this go 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 mode yeah and we forget to just take a deep breath yeah my littlest sister um her boyfriend just graduated college which if he's listening congrats i hope you're not listening because I don't know if you've been granted this gift yet, but basically his sister is putting together an advice book for Mm -hmm. him, which my mom did for us at 13, like took a bunch of influential people like our teachers and Mm -hmm. our friends and parents and all that good stuff and put together this book of advice. Mm -hmm. And for him, I wrote down the advice, slow down and be present. It's so easy to get caught up in the rush of it all. 
being mindful with yourself and with others. And when things get hard, be gracious with yourself. Mm. Gratitude journals may sound cheesy, but they help you slow down, especially in a world that wants to travel so fast. Don't forget to ask for help and know that it's okay to make mistakes because you will. Be vulnerable, be present, and be you. Like, just... Wow. Are those your words? Those are my words. Just... (laughs) Wow. I felt good writing them because I feel like our generation has this appreciation for just slowing the heck down yeah. because we've watched our parents grind and grind and grind mm-hmm. and given like there are still people just nonstop grinding like at least I yeah I, obviously you <laughs> but I'm just in this position where I'm like we have to slow down mm-hmm. because our bodies cannot take it our minds cannot take it like yeah. it is not healthy to work 24 hours a day it's not but Anywho. Yeah. I feel like that. I don't know where we went. I don't know if you have more to talk about. No, I was just going to like for those of you that are interested in reading this book, I just wanted to mention that clearly I am not Ross and I don't know all of the things. And he does an amazing job. He continues to talk about like what happens if the empathy step goes wrong. Okay. Like what you can do to fix it the next Mm -hmm. time. If you accidentally have used plan A instead of plan B, Mm -hmm. he talks about what happens if you miss a step and how you can go back and like redeem yourself. Yeah. He talks about dueling solutions. So like imposing one solution that is basically contradictive to what you're needing to get to. Okay. Um, And then he talks about what happens if you complete the steps out of order and Mm -hmm. how to like readdress that. Okay. So he's got so many great tips and tools and tricks. And seriously, I truly believe that classroom management and some of you might come at me for this, is like step one oh. above curriculum, above everything Classroom else. Classroom like, management comes, comes first. A thousand percent. Because unfortunately I've seen classes mm-hmm. where classroom management is not when, up to par. When the teacher knows the content beyond yeah. a, co- a collegiate level. Yeah. And it's just and it's still, mayhem. It's still chaos in the classroom and and you need you need the respect of the students and that comes with good classroom management yes unfortunately yes not unfortunately at all but but also wouldn't you get what and again maybe this is an unpopular opinion but wouldn't you rather give a child the tools to help them problem solve in an ever-changing world versus like what their primary colors are Mm, yep (laughs) no like facts are so important don't get me wrong and And it is I will preach history and science until the day that I die yes but like I just after reading this book it's like it it just validates my Mm -hmm. confirmation bias that classroom management comes first it does always and just teaching problem solving because I hate to say it but some of them not all of them but some of them are not getting that at home how to how to solve their own problems and you can tell yeah the difference between a second grader that comes in and knows how to solve their own problems and the ones who look at you and are like what do i help do these things for me my pencil is dull that's my least favorite one i my pencil's dull like what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) what are you going to do your problem so yeah yeah there is one more part I want to add. Okay. And the first time that we did part one, you mentioned something about a friend that I want you to bring up again. Okay. And I think once I say this, you'll remember okay. because I think it's really important that we shout her out. So I just wanted to end by tying this back to episode 44, which was about the gun violence that was happening and kind of like what 
what we believe, our opinions, mm-hmm. our voices. Um, I did have a person reach out to me, a couple of people actually, and thank us for our vulnerability and mm-hmm. for speaking our minds on that subject. Mm-hmm. But this book also brings up a really good point. And it says, when a person's threshold of adversity exceeds their skills, the likelihood of violence is heightened. That's why it's crucial to find ways to stay in tune to every kid and keep the lines of communication open. It goes without saying that while an active shooter training might be helpful, once a kid starts actually shooting, it's not going to help you solve problems that might cause them to start shooting in the first place. Hmm. Basically what this is saying is, we're missing our kids. Like we are not reaching the kids that need to be reached mm-hmm. through punishment and reward systems. Yeah. We aren't doing them no justice by suspending people, mm-hmm. by giving them expulsions, what have you. Mm-hmm. We are not reaching the ones that need us the most. Mm-hmm. And this CPS model, if we start it young and we're showing them that we teachers care and we're here to listen and we're here to help and we're here to work together. I mean, think about the world that it could change. You know, obviously there are many, many, many things that need to also happen in congruence with this. Of course. But this is something that we teachers can do to help, to help stop active violence and active shootings. And just change society yeah. as a whole it yeah. really does our we need a we need a society check yes like <laughs> and it comes from i mean think about the teachers you had in high school who did not care and you know that didn't care yes. about you and me being even just like a, a like a a plus student and i knew that that teacher didn't care for me versus a teacher who like would sit you down and help you with an issue or whatever it might have been mm-hmm. but those are the teachers we need to have to reach, like you said, the Everyone. students that need that need it the most. Yeah. Well, and it just goes back to me saying, like, we don't need to be equipping teachers with guns. Mm-hmm. We need to be equipping teachers with the skills to help students problem solve. Mm-hmm. Like, what they should be doing is pouring money into helping teachers be trained in the CPS model yeah. or love and logic or other disciplinary action mm-hmm. things to get students to a place where they feel safe and they feel like they're heard and they feel like they have a say in their education and in their life and they're not just being suspended and expelled and this that and the other yeah so and then I don't know if you wanted to bring her up what you're what said again like just like you didn't meant because we erased that episode so that it never aired okay yeah I I had a friend reach out to me um are you sure we it was the same it was episode? the first time we did it you said it okay. and then we got rid of that episode and I really wanted to keep the end and like tack it on I just did not so yeah. I wanted to make sure that she, not only like she got a shout out but I think it's important that yeah you talk about it because I'm like it was trying awesome. to remember how I phrased it but so I had a friend reach out to me essentially she's not um not a teacher or um but she has two kids so she reached out to me after that episode aired basically and she's like I've been wanting to listen and I like hadn't but I finally like listened to this episode specifically which I'm glad she did um we have differing political views um and she basically just 
said thank you for that podcast episode because not only did it kind of not change her mind, but she, she was able to like see it from our point of view, which is exactly what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, and she, I'll kind of, I'm just like pulling up her message. She just said, it's refreshing to hear from teachers perspective instead of a biased news outlet or people with political agendas. Um, and she said just as a mom to think about like that daily and to be, you know, afraid of, you know, sending your kids to school, what might have you, but to hear from a teacher's perspective, she just said she was so grateful to understand what we had in mind. Because like I said, we do have differing political views, but like that just goes to show that even though we have differing political views, we can still like come together and understand each other. Absolutely. From that. So and our world is so polarized right now and mm -hmm. it, on things like this like we're seeing eye to eye we're just saying different things yeah and that's it's just it's like so hard it's like I feel like people think that we want like no guns no right. one's allowed to own guns but that's not our point that's of view not the case I yeah. still think that people should be allowed to own guns I just think that it needs to be a process a, mm, tr- not trickier a more um mandated process right, right. to own a gun yeah. I still don't ever believe that anybody should own an automatic weapon whatsoever retweet Retweet. i don't think i don't understand the purpose of that even the woman who reached out to me she was in the army or military i can't remember which one she said Mm -hmm. that she was like i've seen these firsthand i've used them and nobody nobody should have them yep nobody at all yeah and there there are reasons to have guns i believe in owning a gun to protect yourself and i believe um that there obviously are people that live different ways of life than we live in a city there are farmers and hunters and what have you um but i don't find a reason for an 18 year old to be able to buy an automatic weapon Nope. In any world. No. I'm sorry, but I don't nope. see it. And so I just, yeah, I, I do appreciate my friend. Um, right. I don't know if she wants to be named, but I do yeah. appreciate her for sharing that with me. Mm-hmm. And I loved that she, the first episode she listened to was I that know. episode. Good timing. <laughs> it was good oh timing. Gosh. <laughs> and I just hope, I mean, again, I appreciate all the feedback that we've been receiving, but like continue to share that episode and like all of our episodes get our word our message everything out there Mm -hmm. and let us also hear your voices because your voices matter like especially if you're a teacher that's where platform is is let us help you get your your voice out there it's time to hear from us and it's time to be a part of the conversation and to stop being talked about because I'm sick of it or talked at (laughs) or talked at Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Mm, yeah I don't want to be talked at I want I want people to understand us and our daily lives. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's so funny during Zoom, like people got a small glimpse into what we do. And I'm like, that's not even the half of it. Even um, the girl that I work for right now in the summer camp, she, she like, kind of apologized yesterday she's like I'm so sorry I wish I I, she said I wish that I could pay you what you are worth essentially um but it's just not in her budget and I and I told her I said this is a summer camp job for me it's just extra money so that's why I'm doing Mm -hmm. it but she's like yeah but even like as a teacher she's like you just like what like at what point do we get more than what we but that's what also getting. confuses the heck out of me is you get all these people that say you should be paid more you should be paid more saying that but like why regardless don't we? uh it's a bipartisan agreement mm-hmm. in my opinion that from what i've heard in my experience like everyone says teachers should be paid more and i'm like 
what do we have to do to get there? Yeah. Like, how as a society do we get there? Because we're all preaching the same thing, mm-hmm. but no one's taking action. Yeah. Like, why are we not seeing this? Yeah, it's I'm hard. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, well, let's, please. Let's get the word out there. Let's do something about it. Absolutely. Do you want to start with your positive today? My positive for today is... um let's see (laughs) i know i'm like that's i should really like just write them down um my oh here we go my positive is i was um doing like the modern fertility like if you've heard of it modern fertility you can do like a blood sample and it'll tell you where your hormones are at things like that although i'm not trying to have a child right now i was curious you know because i we would like to start trying after we get married next year so my positive is that all my hormone levels look pretty good so that is promising it doesn't doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to get pregnant but i just feel like as a as a whole, us women should be more aware of our bodies and yeah. what hormones are happening and things like that. And so I'm really grateful to you for kind of opening my eyes to that. For Me? Yeah. I feel well, like thanks. if I didn't, if you didn't read in the, flow. in the flow, I would still be on birth control and I'd still be doing right? whatever Suppressing it is. Suppressing our hormones. Exactly. So, yeah. Isn't it so cool how you can like actually feel things in your body now like yeah. I know what phase I'm in I know when my body needs more rest yep. and when it doesn't when I can do like an active workout versus like slowing down and mm-hmm. I still need to get better at my like actual cycles aside from mm-hmm. like the menstrual part of it but right. I'll get there get the chart use the chart I sent I you I dude put it on your fridge <laughs> that way Matt knows yeah. like David literally I think I've said this on the podcast like when I have my phases up I put a magnet wherever I'm at and he like invited me to go out with his friends or something for dinner and then remember that it was like my luteal phase he's like, he was like but you don't have to because I know you're in luteal phase or what have you and I was like yes sweet he's so good about that kind of stuff thank um, goodness because yeah it just helps so much nice. that is nice yeah my positive is also about him I had a two-hour PD this morning starting mm-hmm. at like 7 a.m yeah which is fine because I was already up but it was just like it was really hoping for more oh out of it yeah so I mean I hate when that happens when you get excited about something and then it just doesn't deliver mm-hmm. what you need yeah but about like two-thirds of the way through <laughs> I may or may not have been texting him during it <laughs> I was like hey do you want to like go grab breakfast I'm so hungry whatever after this and we had a meeting like an hour after my PD ended. So it's a pretty quick morning. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, don't worry. We'll talk about it when I get home. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you could have just texted me about it. And he shows up with four coffee uh, and Berdina's, my favorite avocado toast. I was go. like, dude, praise you. I love you. <laughs> Thank goodness for you. So nice. It just kind of made my morning. That's good. Put me off on a good note. There you go. PD finished i was mm-hmm. like great now we're it's only the one that you were doing mm-hmm. nice. which is thank god yeah i was so disappointed in it mm-hmm. it was very vague and yeah. like way too broad mm-hmm. and that's what she wanted she's like yeah i have 12th grade teachers i have first grade teachers i'm like but no one the, yeah. how do you teach a writing pd you, with that big of an age range yeah you know that like is it odd. was just and people were asking really good questions that like 
don't think she knew how to understand or to how to answer properly okay. so interesting it's fine we have one takeaway which i'll talk about with you later which cool. i'm excited about but Sweet. yeah that's it for this week all right follow us at teachers underscores talk underscore podcast uh send us your teacher tales one of these days we're gonna mention it at the beginning of an episode i know we always forget start off hey guys send us your teacher tales (laughs) so that even if you only listen to the first 20 seconds of our podcast you're uh, like oh yeah you can send us your teacher tales so true teachers talk pod at gmail.com and we will catch you next week with something fresh not about fresh but freakity freakity fresh it'll be uh something different (laughs) Yeah, we're done with lots of school. Cool. That's it, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.